What is up? It's your boy Goodmaster Flex from the Expansion Pack Podcast, where this week we'll talk about the Halo beta impressions and how we feel about it, as well as PlayStation 5 expanding its storage finally. And sadly, Horizon Forbidden West being delayed possibly to Q1 2022 and more at this week's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's gaming news and we bring it straight to you each and every week. I am Danzel, your host, aka Black Ice, and I'm joined this week and almost every week with my favorite host of all time, Manny, aka Goopmaster Flex. And that's not just Manny; it's it's both of y'all. But just we will start with Manny. Manny, what's up, bro? Goop, You're what are you what are you doing? What is this? I don't know. He's the life of the party. Okay. But but you know, I guess that's the that's the stay gooping motion. You know what I'm saying? We just stay gooping. That's why. Okay. When when I imagined gooping as a verb, then then imagine that. Dude. It's not just a verb, it's a lifestyle. And Shit. that you need to tar- partake in, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, what I Chris, when I when I envision stay gooping what i envision is um you were playing with us right that time where it was it was us and devin playing uh warzone and like manny <laughs> screaming at devin for intel oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's what no. i envision is stay gooping just like <laughs> man Speaking of that, I was definitely we were playing two K team yesterday. Me, Jose, Isaiah, and Devin, and I was teamed up with Devin. Let me tell you, there was definitely a lot of screaming about Intel. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was was that after you and I played? This was like twelve o'clock at night. Oh damn! Yeah, we got to get that get in there uh, that team up. But sorry, anyways, second co-host here, favorite co-host of all time as well, the one, the only. Ladies and gentlemen, May 25th. Goddamn right. In the damn building. How y'all doing? Uh, y'all know I say the same shit every week. Another, another day, another dollar. Talk about some goddamn games. Let's talk about some games indeed. I mean, you know, we we typically do a little bit about what we've been playing this week, but I want to get back into the... 2k conversation you know because uh this week <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we got my boy may 25th up in the building he was out here playing 2k with us you know it's been a while it's been a while he still doesn't know oh, how to put God. people in the blender just yet but you know we're gonna nah, get we're like gonna get that, back no. we're gonna get back he was he was getting exposed a little bit on defense too but so we gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work I that also out. was playing with cj mccollum y'all so uh, just so y'all know he is oh, not yeah. known for defense all right all right <laughs> Throw that out there. Throw it out there. But you're hitting threes, though. You're hitting threes. Yeah, he, he had the offense down, though, ladies and gentlemen. The offense I'll was tell you clicking. this, yo. More consistent than Devin. And Devin, oh, a veteran God. player. <laughs> you're on Hall of Fame tonight? Yeah. We almost went Hall of Fame. Yeah. Wow, I, I, I kind of impressed myself then, too. Yeah. That's why I, we were I like, yo. Like I think you were, you were the most consistent shooter, like, amongst all of us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah. Pat on the back there, my guy. He was killing it. He's killing it. But yo, aside from 2K, Chris, what you been playing this week, man? Uh, a lot of Fallout. 
Mm. A lot of Fallout. Um, a little bit of Destiny. Ain't really nothing Destiny to report. Although I will say they got this new emote in that game, bro. I don't know if y'all seen my TikTok, but that emote is sick, bro. It came out at the right time. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> the Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac John just dropped the new song, Skate. You know what I'm saying? The new emote is some rollerblades, and it's fire as fuck. And the dude's dancing. He's doing his thing. He's doing his own. So, you know, I throw it on the top. Put the, put the music behind it and shit. Shit was pretty dope. Um, What's that yeah. TikTok again? Uh, uh, it's uh, at May 25th. XX. Like everything else. All right. Uh, yeah, a bunch of that. A bunch of Fallout. Um, yeah. That's that's more or less it. I didn't really get to play much else of anything else. I wanted to play more Splitgate, but every time I try to get in there, it's like broken. Can't get in, fam. <laughs> I just can't get in. There's only six people doing it, right? Six people. You know, let them live. You know, let them live. I mean, the game is supposed to officially release by now, so it's like, yo, come on, y'all gotta, y'all gotta, you know, fix this. Y'all gotta get this on point because I'm trying to play too, man. Literally, whenever I'm yeah. in the mood, and I'm like, yo, I kind of want to jump in there. I try, boom. It's at full capacity. You need to wait. And I'm like, dog. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Manny, what about you, man? What you been playing this week? Assuming it's not split gay, obviously, right? Nobody playing that. <laughs> well, <laughs> 2K, of course. Uh, you know, I like I said with a little, little bit of 2K stuff. Uh, team up with the boys. You know, who doesn't like a nice friendly 2v2 uh, team up? You know, just. Casually gaming, not screaming at each other, all that fun stuff. <laughs> um, also, also, uh, you know, play a little Warzone Apex. Got to get the battle royals in. I'm, I'm hating Warzone. I don't know why. I just don't like Warzone. It ain't it. Apex, Apex, Apex is definitely the way. And um, a little bit of GTA. You know, got to get my tuna cars. Oh, I got a funny story. Somebody in my job today had me a little too overhyped because they came in while me and my other buddy were talking about games. They were like, "Hey, you know, GTA, GTA Six thing dropped yesterday." No, no, hey, no way. I'm like, I, you know, I, me and my other boy kind of was like, but we didn't want to like make him look. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we were like, "Oh yeah, maybe I didn't hear. <laughs> maybe, maybe I didn't hear about that." I'll double check. Man, ain't no way. I remember I texted him after. And I was like, "There's absolutely no way that would ever happen, and the whole internet would not break for real." So then I sent him a picture of I don't know how much South Park y'all watch, but there's an episode where this man Stan or no Randy he goes wild, and how do I say this and keep it PG? Not even gonna try. It's a wild picture to describe a climax of sorts. The most I'll say. I mean, bro, <laughs> last week I was talking about a baby dick and whatnot, so. Oh, all right, bet. Go all ahead. Right. All right, so there's an episode of South Park where all the internet is shut out for the whole episode, and Randy Marsh loses his fucking mind, right? And then there's one computer in the whole world that's still connected to the internet somehow, and everybody has to share it and get like a minute of pop, right? So at the end of the episode, he finally gets his turn on the computer, and he only got a minute. <laughs> <laughs> See where this is going. So he goes into the tent and he starts going crazy. He's like, "All right, all right, Brazilian butt farts. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, short people. All right. Oh, oh, here we go. 
there goes next scene, my dude. It's literally Randy in the computer chair like this. He's like, and there's it looked like somebody took a glue, Elmer glue thing. <laughs> I know, I know what Mimi's talking about. I definitely know what Mimi's talking about. I Damn. Screamed the first time I seen that. He yeah, he let it off, bro. He let it off. <laughs> literally. Okay. He let it off. Oh, <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry. He's Let's like, get back to the games. Yeah, that was uh that was an interesting pivot. Um if you've seen more of the context, you would understand what I'm saying. I know I know exactly what Mimi's talking about. All right, all right. Where at least I don't sound crazy out here. All right, all right. You still sound crazy. I'll get you. I'll get you. Yeah, so back to the games. Aside from Chris's shenanigans. Um <laughs> uh I've been I've actually been playing a lot of different games this week. Um, some of which we'll get into a little bit later, but the biggest thing for me that happened this week is finally got my Eve Spectrum monitor. And for those of you who don't know, it's uh, one of the first monitors in the world that has 4K, 120 hertz, HDR, all, all the all the good things that you know you want to use in a an Xbox Series X and a PlayStation Five. So. <laughs> He's uh, uh, monitor was tweaking. Oh, um, it was like it was coming up a little bit. It was the monitor in question, but yeah, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's pretty awesome. That monitor was like, (laughs) it's like, hey guys, I I just want to be part of the conversation. It's me, me. but yo, I'm gonna just say it right now. Like, I remember people talked about it, you know, the whole 120 hertz, like being a a much bigger deal than um, 4K and. I don't know if I'm fully on board with that yet, but 120 hertz is definitely a game changer, man. Like I was diving into Rainbow Six Siege, which I'm I'm not entirely sure is actually utilizing the 120 frames because it, I don't know, something about like the monitor itself has a frames counter and then Siege tells you what the frames are and they don't match up. So I'm not really buying into that and it doesn't feel like it's running at 120 frames, but I played um, Rocket League. Call of Duty, Destiny, oh my god. All of those games, 120 frames, fucking game changer, bro. Like, COD felt significantly easier for some reason, and I wish that I had a clip of it, but I had this one nasty snipe playing a solo game, bro. Like, I was at the airport, and this dude was, you know, the, um, you know that tower that kind of sits out in the airport, like that people tend to land on top of, like it's like mad tall. I like sculpted it on this guy and quick scoped him so fast. And I, I feel like I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it as accurately if it wasn't for the 120 frames. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, that shit is a game changer for sure. Use spectrum monitor. Definitely check that out. If y'all can, it's not sponsored or anything like that, but it's nice. Manny just got his today, so you know we'll be hearing about what he has to say next week for sure. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, it's really nice. It's really fucking nice, guys. Mm. Can't wait to play my Animal Crossing in 120 frames. No, it's... <laughs> it's a joke, guys. It's a joke. Scales up the fish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One other game that I got a chance to play in 120 frames, but uh, you know, we'll, again, we'll save that for a little bit later. But one of the other games that I did get a chance to play this week was the new flight simulator game that released on the mm-hmm. Xbox Series S and X consoles. Woo! Look, guys, I'm going to be real with you. 
a couple of weeks ago, we talked about cloud gaming and what the future of cloud gaming could really look like in the spectrum of, I, I get, what was the term we used? I guess what cloud enhanced gaming, I guess would be the best way to describe this particular mm-hmm. thing. And man, that flight simulator game is like almost the, the perfect example of, of one of the, the things that we can do with the cloud, you know, integrating into to regular video games and not necessarily having to be something that streams from your phone or anything along those lines. You know, for those of you who don't know about Flight Simulator, it's literally a game. It's, I mean, it's, it is a simulator as it sounds like, but you can fly anywhere in the world. So I remember loading up, um, like day one, I loaded up right at, I, I don't know the, the name of the airport, but there's this like small airport near me in Plainville that was somehow on the list. I loaded up, float, like flew out of it, flew over my house, flew over Manny's house, flew over Chris's house, like flew to, um, oh my God. Uh, what's the name of the airport here in Connecticut? Um, it starts Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. yeah. Flew over to Bradley, flew down to, to New York. And then I, I don't know if you were in this game, but I tried to like catch up to you and Isaiah I think Isaiah was like in Philadelphia or something, Manny. And I think mm-hmm. you might have been in New York. Obviously, I'm not going to catch up to y'all because like, y'all, it's a, it's a long <laughs> distance. But the fact that I could load up wherever the hell I wanted and fly literally wherever I wanted and have the game just consistently streaming in like all the information, like it's it's a relatively big game, right? It takes up roughly, what, 100 gigs, I think, between the, the base game and then like the update that they pushed out. Mm-hmm. But like, all the information that's in that game, that's like well over multiple terabytes, maybe even like a petabyte of data, like basically mapping the entire world and being able to fly wherever you want. It's absolutely an amazing experience. Uh, I definitely recommend anybody who has an Xbox because it's also on the, the last gen systems as well. Um, anybody who has it and who can experience it, I definitely recommend if you can make the space because again, it definitely is a, it's <laughs> painful. It's a space eater for sure. But it's it's super cool, man. It's such an awesome experience, and it, like it literally teaches you how to fly. You know, relatively speaking, in, in a virtual experience, because there, there's like tutorials that can kind of walk you through the whole experience of flying. If you decide to fly in first person, it tells you like what each knob does, and like all of it is literally mapped exactly the way you would expect an actual plane to work. It's just it's breathtaking, mm-hmm. man. It's really really cool. Definitely something that. I don't think I was expecting to get out of that game or again, simulator. I keep making the mistake of calling it a game because it's really not a game, but, um, but yeah, man, I, I think it's really cool. Manny, I know you got a chance to try it out too. So, you know, what do you think about it? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny how you say you, you flew on the, the airstrip next to your house. And I was like, you know, I did the same thing. As soon as loaded the game, did all the tutorials and you know, went straight to, uh, the airport flew around my neighborhood, your neighborhood, and uh, even drew, even flew by my job. And I was like, you know, the building didn't look like Avery's. I'm not going to lie. They're, but, you know, I wasn't mad completely because, like, I saw Martha Hart Park and I was like, yo, that's Martha Hart Park. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it's definitely dope, like, experience and, like, a way to, like, learn about airplanes. Because, like, before, you know, you know, you play games like GTA and stuff like that, you don't really care about, like, the way everything works and what you're supposed to do when you're flying, but then you play the simulator game and it's like, oh snap, I know what those gauges are and what they do. 
I remember I was playing GTA and I was doing a heist and um, part of the heist you had to fly to an island and like I was like you know what? let me see what these gauges look like and then I was looking at the gauges the first person I was like wow I know what they do <laughs> so <laughs> it's definitely a dope experience especially like you know if you want to like go anywhere in the world I mean obviously not everything's going to be 100% accurate um, but like even so like just being able to fly like oh right, I want to go to California I'm just go to California Florida you know, Japan, whatever, wherever you want to go. And that's what's really dope about this flight simulator experience that, you know, we get for the price of free with Game Pass. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to bring it up. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's <clears throat> what it is, man. Game Pass is a great value. We know what it is. Uh, but yeah, Chris, I know you, you I know you downloaded it. You didn't get a chance to play no, it, did you? Uh, I didn't even finish the download. Every time I tried to get through it, it kept on telling me I needed to make more space. Eventually, I was just like, you know what? It's fine. I can play this later. It's not that deep. Um, still very excited to try it out. And I mean, just based on the things that I am hearing about it, one thing I think, or I hope, happens because of all the success that this is getting, is um, like the flying thing is cool, but I really want an underwater exploration thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they pull that off because I figured that would be a little bit harder to map as opposed to uh, on land things, but. Bruh, if they come up with some kind of way for me to go underwater deep diving and traveling via like submarine or some shit like that, dude, I am 120% here for that. Like, I would try to find extra space to download that. Whereas this, I'm just like, I'll wait for the hard drive because it's making sense to do it now. But mm. man, you hey, give dude. me some underwater, I'm here for it, man. I'm telling you that right now, bro. Mm-mm. I wonder. I thought there was a game called Subnautica. Ain't that like kind of like the. Um, yeah, but. It's not, it it, like it, it's not, yeah, it's definitely not like an expansive world. I don't know if that would even be possible with like the, the like earth that we, yeah, know, I was gonna say. you know, because it's like there are plenty of portions of the, the ocean that we've never, yeah, even discovered. you can't go too deep or anything like that. But just what I can go through, because I'm talking about, you know, how cool it would be to be going underwater. And you have one of those scenes like from Finding Nemo where you got the turtles and the schools of fish and all those different kind of creatures just kind of like the water highway. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, man, I'll be here for that. <laughs> nah, I gotta hold Let's you. get a fish simulator. <laughs> well, what, I, what I was going to get at was um, I would have to imagine that experience could exist, but it would have to be made up, right? Like you can't because it's just it's hard to map that. But I think somebody could make that world like in theory. I, I guess you could map some level of it and then fill in the blanks with yeah. like imagine you know imagination i guess like somebody can create different por- portions of the ocean i guess you could say i don't know that'd be really cool though I, I i can see the possibilities of this definitely expanding one of the things that actually came to mind to me was you know <clears throat> obviously the way flight simulator is set up graphically when you get closer to the ground you know things don't look as good because it's meant for you to be staying in the air. Like that's where they put all their focus is the clouds and, you know, the textures from a distance and whatnot. But when you're getting close up to a building, which you're really not supposed to be getting close to anyways, because chances are you're going to crash. It doesn't look as good, but I wonder if, so we know that they're making a new Forza, right? Mm -hmm. Turn 10 in particular is making a new Forza. And it's, I guess the way they're set situating it is um, more of a motorsports game. So they'll definitely be driving, like on particular tracks, but how far could that technology go to say like, okay, the next Forza Horizon is really just being mapped of like 
it's not going to be the whole world, obviously, but maybe like the United States, maybe mm-hmm. like maybe like an entire country as opposed to just like, you know, some small portion of like, I know this one, it's going to be like some small portion of Mexico. And it's kind of like they're taking creative liberties with certain things where it's basically like a bunch of different places in Mexico kind of rolled together into a world that you can drive through. But imagine using that kind of mapping technology to actually let you drive around in a more detailed and realistic world. Like, I wonder what that would look like and if, if that's even possible. Yeah. I mean, we've seen like games like the crew try that where it's like the whole United States, but realistically, like it's, you know, especially with the technology back then, it was like impossible to do like a whole United States. But I know what you mean with the cloud-based United States and like, somehow be able to like render the textures and make everything look realistic and just be able to drive around like your neighborhood that would be really dope even though it would be you know very hard to do yeah I'm, i i thought this was going to be hard to do and uh, you know i mean they pulled, they pulled it off I, I guess that's not to say it's still not hard to do because you know for those of you who don't know like this game came out last year on pc and it's <laughs> it was like putting pcs to test bro like the fact that they were able to get this running on this the series s the series x the one x and the original xbox one is really like a testament because that shit is hard to do mm-hmm. <laughs> like like if full beefy pcs running like 3080s 3090s are having a hard time running that and they were able to optimize it to the point where like an xbox could run it very 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 impressive so I guess with that being said, a little bit more time, a little bit more um, technical prowess. And I think they could pull off something similar. I, I mean, this is not the last that we've seen of this technology. Like, it's, I doubt it, right? Like, yeah. some, somebody else is going to see this and be like, yo, you want to do blah, blah, blah. And it maybe it won't be as expansive as the entire world, but it'll be something, you know, more realistic than what we've been getting in the past. So, like, I don't know if you guys remember True Crime. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you remember it, Chris? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you, they, they talked about how they like mapped New York or not New York. Sorry. Well, I guess the second one was New York, but the first one was LA and like how they mapped it like one-to-one. And I remember people talking about, Oh, like, Oh, like it showed a picture of this particular place in LA and then showed a picture of it in the game and be like, wow, they did a really good job of this. And like, they got a lot of the streets down packed and all that stuff. Like, imagine a new true crime game, but using, like, the technology to really get more detailed level of uh, mapping and, like, more immersion around L.A. or New York or wherever the heck it is that they choose mm-hmm. to do next. Like, man, I, I feel like that's the next thing we're going to see is, like, I don't know, maybe GTA takes advantage of this or something. Well, they, they won't because they do, like, a Liberty City and Vice City and all that stuff. It's a little different, but... Mm-hmm. They have to the whole thing, though, I feel like. I think that's what's been kind of stifling any of these kind of stimulators when it comes to this flat on the ground driving ones mm. because it feels like whenever we do get them they focus on like really lush beautiful nice environments it's the slums and the, and the poverty ridden stuff and the realistic stuff that i think a lot of those games don't have and i think like you need all of that like everything that you could possibly drive fast should be in the video game you know what i mean rather than just the pretty things you know so that's that's just my two cents on that no mm-hmm. i agree with you that is actually one thing that I think True Crimes did do a good job of is like they had a kind of a dichotomy of like, okay, this part of LA versus like the nicer part of LA and like, or was it San Francisco? I think it was LA. But either way, there were some slums and there were some 
you know, nicer areas. <clears throat> and I think that you should be seeing more of that in a game like that. Well, especially in a game like True Crime, like you're literally going and dealing with crimes out in the streets. So yeah, you're going to have to deal with some slums and whatnot. But for a racing game though, yeah, I think that'd be really cool to, to get more of that. Not just focus on the, the pretty, pretty stuff, but you know, some of the stuff that isn't necessarily so pretty, but still realistic. Like that's yeah. really important, I think too. I'm glad you yeah, the hood. You got to get the hood. Yeah, got to got to focus on realism. That's what it's all about. But yeah, we'll see what what becomes of that though. I know Microsoft's definitely, you know, floating that out to a couple of people. I have to imagine they'll either license the the software or um, you know, do a little bit of something on their own. But moving on to the next topic here, we are uh, talking about Horizon Forbidden West. So <clears throat> there's a report that came out a couple days ago from uh well actually two separate reports here for so uh, jason schreier from bloomberg and jeff grubb from VentureBeat, who we talked about plenty of times um they're both reporting that it looks like horizon forbidden west is going to be delayed into q1 of 2022 i'm not particularly surprised at this uh i feel like the fact that we didn't necessarily have a firm release date yet kind of led to the fact that they weren't really trying to push this out just yet or they weren't exactly ready to do so um you know and obviously you know there's the the big elephant in the room that is the pandemic and we know how things are going lately um so i'm sure that plays a role into why this may be getting pushed back and again this isn't official either right you know mm-hmm. this is this is kind of coming from the grapevine but i i just i was confused to hear that this was like newsworthy in the first place because I always felt like everything that they were doing and saying made me believe that we weren't going to be getting it in 2021. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Curious what you guys take is on this, Chris. I mean, does this news surprise you at all? Nah, I mean, being real, I actually expected uh, it to take a lot longer to come out because when we spoke about it well, a couple episodes ago about how it could be getting pushed back or whatever, mm-hmm. I really didn't think it was going to be coming out to maybe close to the end of 2022 Mm. so in my eyes when i'm hearing you know quarter one 2022 that's not that bad i guess i don't know i guess it's just based on how i set up my own expectations you know i i guess this entire year we've seen so many uh pushbacks on different things i just tack on an extra four or five months at the end of whatever day we're given and i kind of just take it with a grain of salt i guess that plus like i don't have a ps5 yet so i haven't even really like going crazy over oh when's this game coming out when's this game coming out i'm very much in the boat of you know when it happens it happens kind of thing anyways so yeah I, in my eyes I, like i said i thought that was gonna be worse i thought they were gonna say something like november 2022 or christmas or something like that i, I didn't expect first quarter so that's that's decent in my opinion it was definitely decent so oh I didn't, didn't blindside me at all. I don't know what people was expecting. Everything else got pushed back this year. Updates, hotfixes, releases, everything. <laughs> like, I don't know what people expected, man. 2021 is a wash in terms of expecting dates to hold up for anything gaming-wise. We're in a lot of other aspects of ent- entertainment, but gaming in particular, we got a plethora of examples to go through to say 2021 was a shit year <laughs> for how things got released. It just was. Um, via the pandemic, via shortages of certain things, via whatever you want to say, 2021 shit year. Yeah. For real. Just, yeah. just, I don't know how else to say it, <laughs> you know? So 
Um, yeah, I'd be more tear if they said like Starfield got pushed back or something. That would tear me out. That would tear me out. Yeah, that would that would suck. I mean, it would mainly suck because it's already so long. Like we're already yeah. waiting a good while for it, so that would definitely yeah. suck. Um, now I, I do want to just kind of read a little blurb from uh, IGN's article by Matt Kim. Um, he mentions that PlayStation Studio boss Herman Holtz previously said in June that Horizon Forbidden West was on track to release this holiday season, but stopped short of confirming an exact release date. So I think that Chris is part of why people were kind of expecting it. Although also, you know, even though we talked about it. I, I guess to be fair, like what they showed off pre E3 looked relatively flushed out, right? So I guess I yeah. can kind of understand why in some people's minds they may think, okay, yeah, this is coming this fall. But I always felt like that this wasn't going to happen. I um, might have even said that a while back too when we first saw the trailer. Like, wow, this looks further along than I thought. I think I remember saying that. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, it uh, definitely definitely appeared to be. Um, but another thing that Jeff Grubb had mentioned though is that there there will be a potential sum, um, not summer, September event for PlayStation, which may officially confirm the the delay and then also, I guess, maybe <laughs> will be their opportunity to highlight what is coming in the fall. I know that's something that we've all talked about. You know, I'm sure that they're not writing on the idea of, um, uh, what was it, Deathloop? Like, I mean, they, they might be because it is still exclusive for a year, but... Something tells me they're not, then that's not what they're going to try to rely on. So, I mean, I guess they're going to try to make some sort of push. And it really, September is their last marketing push to say, okay, this is why you guys should be getting a PlayStation 5 in the fall. And, you know, we'll see what that really looks like. But, um, Manny, you know, with, with all that being said, what do you take about this news? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it sucks to see, you know, being potentially pushed back because, you know, like you said, Herman Host said that, you know, it's all right on track. But, you know, just to hear these rumors about it possibly being delayed to Q1 2022. And like you mentioned, you know, even if in September, PlayStation has their little holiday push of what they have to offer in the season, it's like, what do you guys really have to offer to me that is not Deathloop? At the moment, I don't see really anything that, you know, could just like make me want to buy PlayStation 5. And seeing a lot of angry PlayStation fans while, you know, us Xbox users or being spoiled with Game Pass. But honestly, it sucks as a PlayStation user and, you know, as an Xbox fan, you know, we complain about not having games back then, so we know how they feel. But, um, you know, I was a little bit surprised, though, because the gameplay did look, you know, as as good as it looked. You know, it looked pretty polished, in my opinion. You know, maybe had, like, little frame dips here and there or whatever, but, like... I mean, what do you expect from, like, a game that looks so beautiful as Horizon? That game looked amazing. But, you know, it's... I understand you got to take your time. You know, you want to make a game like this picture perfect, everything polished. You know, take your time. You don't want another cyberpunk where you're just trying to push a release date and next thing you know, it's just full of bugs and stuff like that. So even though I am disappointed, especially since, you know, PlayStation really doesn't have anything up its sleeve except for Deathloop, that we know of, to be fair. That, that we know of, yeah. Unless, you know, we got another direct cut around the corner. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I said, you know, disappointed. I placed, I'm disappointed in the fact that it might be delayed. But, you know, we still we still got to September if, you know, this, the rumors are true that they might have an event there. So, 
yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to keep our eye out on that event, that Rupert event in September. I know there was supposed to be some other event. Well, actually, no, we did we did end up getting uh, in July. The, yeah, the July event, but it was supposed to be where we were supposed to get this big like Ghost of Tsushima thing, and that ended up being just like a an offshoot announcement. It really wasn't as big of a deal, I guess, as the rumor had made it seem like. But yeah, I mean, you know. We we, st- we still got August. There's supposed to be a couple other things. We still have Gamescom too. Gamescom mm-hmm. is still, uh, you know, a, a place where we may be seeing some other games. I feel like PlayStation probably won't be the ones really pushing those big games, but you know, we'll see what happens at this point. Um, but yeah, pivoting over to some other PlayStation news though. Um, PlayStation users users do have something to be happy about. It looks like. Uh, so within the new beta for the the new software update for playstation 5 it looks like they've finally unlocked the expandable storage slot so the m.2 ssd slot that's built into the playstation 5 so people can finally you know crack open their ps5s and uh slide in an ssd and you know that's that is great that that part of it is absolutely great um it is causing a little bit of controversy because you know now what would be a, a happy announcement without some level of controversy right um it seems like the process is a little confusing right now. Mm-hmm. So it looks like you need a, a specific type of M.2 drive. It looks like it needs to support uh, PCIe, PCI 4? Yeah, yeah Gen, Gen 4. 4. Gen 4 in particular, right? And then even within that, there are some very specific recommendations, I guess, Sony mentioned. So, um, you know, this is our boy Jeff Grubb. He always provide us with the news here. So I'm just reading off an article that he has on mm-hmm. uh, on VentureBeat here. But he basically mentions here that the PS5 owners, they're concerned about a few key things. First, if you even have an NVMe or M.2 uh, PCIe Gen 4 SSD with the recommended speeds of, uh, we'll say, 5,500 megabits per second, it may not actually work. So Sony's also suggesting that you're supposed to use a heat sink with your SSD. So without any of those fancy terms, right? Basically what that means is if you already have an SSD, like a a Gen 4 SSD that you would typically be using on a a laptop or a PC of some sort, you then have to make sure that you get a heat sink because it isn't one built into the PlayStation 5. A heat sink basically is something that will absorb the heat uh, that will come off of an SSD because, you know, f- for those of you who don't know, if, if you have an Xbox, if you have one of those uh, expandable storage units on the Xbox, they get very, very hot. Because of how fast an SSD is, it generates an, an ridiculous amount of heat. Um, so that that heat sink that Sony's recommending is very important. Otherwise, your, your hard drive is basically going to crap out like almost immediately. PlayStation might start burning up like it it definitely would not be a good situation so there are some really high standards that sony's placing on this but at the same time it kind of makes the situation not as easy as they made it seem initially right oh you could just go grab you know off the off the shelf parts and just throw them into your playstation 5 and even outside of that right like i i just i don't know i don't understand it like i think for someone like me you know i'm i'm very tech savvy like i work in it you know, I'm used to, to taking things apart, doing all that jazz. But the idea that I have, I'd have to take a, apart my PlayStation or like, let's say, I don't know, Joe Schmo, who who really just picks up a PlayStation 5 for Call of Duty and 2K, right? And they, they, 
I mean, I guess if that's all they pick it up for, I guess maybe they won't need the expandable storage. But let's say that they do, right? Let's say they want to expand, get a couple more things here and there. Um, now they have to figure out how to take apart the system. Most people don't even know how to take apart the stand, let alone like undo the whole system to open up the SSD port. And then they have to figure out, oh, well, now I have to go buy this particular thing. That It needs to fit this particular criteria that Sony has outlined. To be fair, though, after saying that, it does seem like a lot of manufacturers were prepared for this, like Western Digital and a couple other uh, PC part makers. It seems like they have heat sink ready SSDs that fit the bill, you know, do all the things that Sony wants them to do. But they're just as expensive as the, um, you know, the Xbox solution with a one terabyte one. Um, so it's, it's, I don't know, it's just kind of such a weird situation. The one benefit that I will outline because i you know i definitely want to give sony the benefit of the doubt here is there are more options for expandable storage out there than there are with the xbox right xbox all you can do is buy the card that's 220 dollars. often it's been on sale so i'll really just say 200 dollars right now because i'm that's generally where i'm seeing it right now um and all you all you can do is that one terabyte card right whereas with the playstation you can get a 500 gig one a one terabyte one and a two terabyte one um, it looks like PlayStation is letting you go all the way up to four terabytes, but I don't think manufacturers are really making that right now. And obviously, if they did, it would probably be like five hundred dollars in that of itself. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of crazy, but yeah, it's just I don't know. It's like it's exhausting. Like I I feel like I'm exhausted explaining that. I'm sure you guys are exhausted hearing it. <laughs> it's just kind of like a weird situation. I don't know why Sony put themselves in this realm. Like. Yeah, I understand that, you know, you guys are aiming to be a little bit more PC. And I guess in a sense, this could be viewed as something that's more consumer friendly because there are more choices for consumers. But at the same time, like it's not. It's just difficult, right? Like little Tommy who's eight years old. I mean, I'm sure he'll figure it out, but he doesn't want to like bust open his PlayStation and do this, that and the other. And then when he has to articulate to his mom, like, hey, I, I need an SSD to expand storage. Oh, well, you have to make sure you get this. You have to make sure you get that. Like, and it's like, I, I don't even think Sony right now has like a recommended list of like, hey, you can buy this, 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 this. Like they have the criteria, but like I feel like at the least they can maybe put together a list of vendors that, hey, go buy this one, go buy that one. Like, yeah, I think Western Digital was the one that they kind of talked about vaguely, but I don't know, man. This is such a weird situation. Um, Manny, I know you have a PlayStation as well. Are you looking to you know, expand your storage too. Is this too expensive? Is this too complicated? What are your thoughts on this? Um, I'll say I'm probably going to wait a little bit because in the end it's like, you know, you're taking that risk of, you know, possibly messing something up. Like the article even said, you know, some of these heatsink SSDs that they do recommend don't even fit on the PS5. So I, you know, I'll probably wait until they have like a perfectly optimized SSD for the PlayStation, like how the Xbox has a Seagate. So I don't take any chances of either getting like the wrong item or anything like that. It does suck in the end of the day that you do have to deal with this and how, you know, essentially like it's another complicated step for, you know, PlayStation users. Like, for example, how they had the whole uh, the saving data between PS4 and PS5 and stuff like that. It's, you know, PlayStation is like trending on this direction where it's like, you know, it's kind of like a complicated console where you got to do complicated things to, you know, get things what you want. Like personally, I probably won't buy buy one anytime soon. I mean, I barely have any PlayStation 5 games as is. If anything, I could just delete them or 
you know what I, I have a hard drive for my PlayStation, so I, I I don't need it for my PlayStation 4 games anyways. But you know, like downline in the future, you know, hopefully they will have like an easy solution where you don't have to worry about getting the wrong items and stuff like that. And um, yeah, yeah. So you're thinking they may. Sony may do something similar to what Microsoft did and partner with someone to make like an official PlayStation branded like SSD with the heat sink and all that stuff. You think that's what could possibly happen? Yeah. And even if it ain't like a PlayStation officially partnered item, like I'm sure there's going to be um, companies, especially now where, you know, this is actually becoming a thing that will actually, you know, find the perfect specs to find a heat sink SSD to be able to fit perfectly on your uh, PlayStation. Yeah, like yeah, a I mean, third party. You know, yeah. there's a lot of third party stuff usually. So yeah, I mean, yeah, like like I like I mentioned before, the Western Digital one is already a thing that's happening. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure other manufacturers will pull something together. I'm just surprised. I mean, it's it seems like an easy opportunity for Sony to say, hey, like here's a even if you just slap a, a stupid label on it, designed for PlayStation or something like that, just to mm-hmm. make it a little bit easier. I know that like a lot of the times consumers criticize companies for doing this like microsoft puts a design for xbox label on on certain things with with, uh, partnered companies and i know that sometimes when that label gets slapped on it also comes with an extra you know a couple extra dollars on the the price tag there maybe an extra fifty dollars or something like that but at the end of the day what it does offer is peace of mind for the consumer to say okay i know this is going to work on an xbox i'm I, i have a certain expectation that okay i I can plug this in and not worry about, oh, do I have to get this extra piece? Do I have to download a drive? Like, this isn't PC gaming. There's a reason why these consoles are set up the way that they're set up, right? You want to make things as easy as possible, just, just kind of fire it up and let it go. Otherwise, most people who, who are in the market to do all these different things, they'll just go get a PC because the PC will let them do all of those things. So, I don't know. It's just a, a curious choice, I guess, by PlayStation, considering how they typically handle certain things. Um, yeah, I don't know. Chris, I mean, you know, I, I want to get your take on this here. Um, I ain't going to hold you. I kind of find it unreasonable. That's just me. Um, they got to understand what they're asking people to do in terms of the casual audience, right? It's already hard enough to get your hands on a PS5. Maybe it's a little easier now, but it was hard for a lot of people for a few months. And then you're telling them afterwards, okay, now you got your PS5, but now you got to open it up and do it. Like, the reason why I like consoles is consoles have been built as a package that is ready to go out of the box. I don't got to do any modular shit to it. I don't got to do any extra stuff to it. It's supposed to be as compact of an experience as possible, at least in my opinion. Um so when you got a situation where, oh, now I got to do all this other stuff and I got to go buy this and I got to buy that. And then especially you're saying I got to open up my console. I, I don't think that's, how do I put this? This is almost the equivalent of when people take their cell phones and they root them early to get like uh, early access to different OSs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's wrong, but to expect a casual person to do that is just, that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? And I don't think the cell phone companies do it in that sense. I think they, they know the tech savvy people are going to want this, so we give it them the option to do it early if they want to. The casual folks don't really care about this shit, so it kind of works either way. Whereas this, 
yes, there's tech-savvy people that buy PS5s or whatever, but I would argue most of the folks that buy these things are, are casual and don't want a, a difficult experience, and they want to just be able to just open their box and play right out of it. To me, it's bad enough that I got to, like, sit here for a whole day after I buy the console and all my shit re-download and blah, 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 blah. That's that's enough. That's the most I want to do with my console. Mm-hmm. Deadass. I, that and an update, that's it. I... I'm gonna be. I didn't even really like stuff like the connect. Remember uh, the camera thing that they used to. I didn't even like that kind of stuff because I felt like it was too, too many moving parts. <laughs> I don't like that. I do mm. not like that. So when you said you know I would just buy a PC, that's another point that I had. It was like yo, if you're gonna get something that you literally have to open up and add a heat, uh, something in it to remove the heat, and you might as well just go buy the PC. Bro. You might as well. There's no point to any of that. I don't know. I'm. I, that's that's not it in my opinion, and I got to be 100 percent honest on this point too. This is like number six or seven on the list of things ever since the PS5 dropped that lead me to believe that Sony is not the most forward-thinking company in the world. Um, being 100 percent honest, even further, I kind of feel like the only thing that they took in a further-thinking model was their controller. Literally nothing else. <laughs> Like, even down to, I heard complaints about how the chat system works on the PS5 months ago and all kind of. They're not making it easy for people to just want to play their system. That's weird to me. Then there's not that many games out for it. It's just, I don't, I don't know. To me right now, it sounds like if you're a person who goes out and buys it, you got to really be a purist. You got to really, really want to play Horizon and, and God of War and really want to play Last of Us. Uh, I, I truly cannot see how you could sit in this ecosystem and say, oh, I'm having a great time. Because that's crazy. Don't tell me I got to open up my whole system. God forbid I open my shit up and I hit something wrong and then I void my warranty or something happens. And that's, you can't ask people to do that stuff. Like, it's just, that, that ain't it. That is not it. Um, like, I get it. This, this space is very limited on the PS5. I understand that. And um, the external hard drive thing isn't always the best. But right. Come on. Well, I, th- I think that's that's actually the, the point I was going to bring up is like, yeah, when you factor in the, you know, the point that you can't play PlayStation 5 games from an external hard drive, you have no choice but to do this. Right. And I, I will say that, <clears throat> you know, having seen the video and I, you know, I, I remember seeing it before the system released, like it's not when you say opening up the system, it, it's not really as bad as it sounds because there is a compartment for it, but there's still like extra steps that I just feel like, you know, like you're saying, a consumer just shouldn't yeah, I just have don't to do that. that. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to do that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to do that, you know, and it's like, I'm used to taking things apart and doing all those different things, but like, I don't want to do that. I just, I, I don't want to bother with that. It's set up in such a way that you're mitigating the chances of breaking something by doing it, but it's just like, it's just not something I want to deal with, like you said. Yeah. And the other side of that coin is when you look at Microsoft's solution, it offers for um, the, the term is hot swappable, right? So being able to just pull it out and swap to another hard drive if you wanted to, right? Like, let's say I fill up this one terabyte that I have now, and then Microsoft releases a two terabyte. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to put this game, that game. Like, I'm going to put all the the really big rpg games are, are going to be on my uh one terabyte and then all the other games that i want are going to be on the two terabyte or something or, or vice versa right so now i have my skyrim i got my cyberpunk i got this i got that whatever all those rpgs are going to be on that thing if i was doing that with the playstation i'd have to open the system up do all this stuff 
plug it in. That 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 could be like a ten minute experience. Whereas on an Xbox, it's just oh, okay, I'm ready to play this game. Unplug it, plug in the other one, and boom, I'm good to go. It's it's instantaneous. Boom, all the stuff that I want shows up. I'm ready to go. I already do this now with with um you know I have a an Xbox Series X right here in the office with me, and then. I have my Series S in the living room. So when I'm going to play games with my wife or, you know, do whatever it is, like I, I will t- take the hard drive out of this one, walk downstairs and just plug it into the back of that one. Simple, quick, easy. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it. That solution makes so much sense. And, you know, when you factor in, like people were talking about, oh, well, Microsoft made some proprietary thing. It's like, well, when you factor in, like the only, most of the time, the only problem with proprietary is that it usually costs a little bit more money. This is about the same price as what, you know, uh, Western Digital and all these other companies are charging for a one terabyte SSD. And it's a much simpler solution. Heatsink's already built into it. Everything that I need is there. It's hot swappable, like I mentioned. You know, like, it's just such a more consumer-friendly and viable solution than what they're offering. I I don't know. I don't get why. We're thinking, man. Yeah, yeah. They literally thought all these things out before they released their console, bro. Like, there's no way they didn't. They knew... People were going to need an option for storage. They knew, you know, a, a lot of the stuff that we, we we are reaping the benefits of now. They they knew it. I just I'm telling you, bro. Y'all could correct me if I'm wrong. Show me something else besides that controller that that screams forward thinking. Let me know. I don't particularly see it. It's they just have the they have great games. That's really it. And I yeah. I wouldn't consider those. I wouldn't consider that in itself forward thinking. But they have good games. They have an amazing controller, and they have brand awareness i guess like people just know the playstation brand outside of that i don't i don't know i don't know I, yeah man uh, i don't get it i don't get it but you know we, we always have this conversation with playstation i mean hopefully they turn the corner soon because they're they're obviously not in a bad spot financially and like mind share wise but as far as the things that they're doing i don't know i don't i just don't get it yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then you know, the next topic kind of doesn't help them out too much it doesn't help them out at all at all so that's it thank you for for helping me out with that because bring us to our final topic for sure man halo 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 big it's it's gonna be the biggest entertainment experience (laughs) the biggest daddy of them all master chief bro the biggest daddy of them all quote that boom Mm -hmm. i like that um but yeah man it's, it's definitely gonna be one of the biggest entertainment events of this year if it does in fact get released this year, which, you know, it seems like Microsoft's definitely pushing for. Uh, but yeah, Halo Infinite, the the multiplayer technical test uh, came out this past weekend. And fortunately, I got a chance to uh, get in and play a little bit. I know, you know, my my co- co- ugh, my colleagues here, they didn't get a chance to play. Um, sad, sad face, because that was really my only gripe about the, the technical test is I didn't get a chance to play with any of my friends, man. It was fantastic they had a little bit of a rough start um to get it out to everybody you know a couple server issues and whatnot but man it's it's halo man it's halo like they Mm -hmm. they really brought it back to uh to its core they kind of stripped out all the excess you know bullshit to to be frank and um it just feels nice man it feels really good to play uh the way it was set up initially was day one um i want to say friday basically they enabled it for just bot play and they, they gave you like the base level difficulty bots. So everybody was hopping in there feeling like a God. And I'm going to tell you right now, 
your boy was feeling like a god. Especially when I just got that 120 frames monitor and, you know, Halo's popping off at 120 frames. So, man, yeah, I was in there just messing with bots' lives. It was amazing. Um, and then as as the weekend went along, they uh, they increased the difficulty on the bots. And I feel like I feel like this technical test was largely a test of the bots as well as, you know, server strain and different things like that, because the bots, you could tell they had, they were like utilizing some sort of AI because they got up to, I I think they said, I don't remember what the, the initial bot difficulty was called, but then the next level from what I recall was the ODST level. And then they had the Spartan level. And like, once they got up to the ODST and the Spartan level, you could tell like the, the bots were significantly harder to go up against they had some bots that were teabagging, so I'm like, all right, yeah, you definitely, <laughs> you're definitely using AI somewhere along this lines. Like it's learning uh, people's action. Yeah, yup. Hit hit the bag, quick bag, and just ran off. I didn't get teabagged, but I saw a couple bots get, you know, pulling off the teabag. It was pretty, it's pretty nutty. Um, but then, uh, I think for I want to say like a couple hours uh, on Sunday they basically unlocked PVP so you could finally play against other people. Um, I didn't get a chance to play that. It was like kind of later in the night. Um, so I didn't really get a chance to see what that was about, but I did get to play more of the bot stuff over the weekend. They, you know, they eventually unlocked uh, three different maps. Um, there was a lot of different things that you could really test out with it. You know, all the maps seemed very balanced and, and varied with all the weaponry. Um, I was super happy that I got a chance to pick up the BR cause you know, if anybody knows about Halo multiplayer, the battle rifle is where it's at. That's definitely the weapon you want to be running around with. Um, but yeah, the other the other thing too, it's not quite Halo One level uh, pistol, but the pistol is hitting man. It's very very good. Like you can pick people off from a distance, mm-hmm. and like that could be the main thing you could be running around with. You could you can contest somebody running at you with an assault rifle with that pistol, and like you can maneuver your way around and actually get the kill. And that, that hasn't been that way since the original Halo, in my opinion, um, back in combat evolved. So yeah, man, I, I'm very excited for Halo. I cannot wait for this fall or holiday or whatever time frame it is that they're going to drop it in. It's going to be amazing. Um, I think one of my favorite things to do so far is as, as expected is the grapple shot. Um, being able to like launch yourself from one side of the map to the other is freaking insane being able to like kind of hook onto another enemy and pull yourself towards them and melee them is cool um the, the beta didn't have any of the bigger maps with the vehicles or any of that type of stuff they definitely seem to keep it very uh, close quarters because it was only 4v4 matches but i can see a lot of those crazy plays happening with our grapple shot uh against vehicles and and whatnot and launching yourself across the bigger maps and doing all types of crazy stuff that we know Halo is famous for with the sandbox stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm very, very, very satisfied with what I played. Um, and man, I, I said again, I wish you guys got a chance to play with me, but with that being said, you know, I'm I'm sure you guys saw footage. I'm sure you guys uh, watched some streams and whatnot. You know, what are your impressions of this Manny? I'm starting off with you here. What are your impressions of Halo? Well, first I'd like to start off. Um, I was knocking at Denzel's door last night and, you didn't. You didn't decide to open up for me, so I tried, but <laughs> no. <Nah. I'll> <laughs> Spray, man. But um. Spray. Yeah, I mean, the game looks great, and I'm, you know, not only just from seeing it, but from hearing it from other people. A lot of people are saying this is what you know, 
this is what we needed from an arena shooter in a long time. So Halo, they're saying Halo feels amazing. Even like um, um, somebody, and I'm sure a lot of people know Destin, uh, watching his overview of how he felt about the beta and even how he was mentioning how he tried to always recreate that one beta moment or the, not the beta, the trailer moment with the, the nade toss to the hammer and slam. Uh, like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people be doing that in the beta as well. Like, it's just the the stuff that they give you in the game. It's like the way they set up everything just feels amazing or at least looks amazing because I haven't got to play it yet. <laughs> but, you know, I'm excited to obviously get my hand hopefully again to a flight soon. Um, you know, like I said, the game the gunplay looks great. You know, I just can't wait to, you know, be able to get my hands on feel for every weapon how everything feels. The new weapons look interesting as well. Um, and also the map designs too. I'm hearing a lot of great things about the map designs and how like, it doesn't feel like you're just running around this huge map. It's like nice close quarters and that you're not running around for like ever just trying to find people. So I'm excited to see, you know, what other maps they have to offer, game modes. You better have grip ball. You know, grip ball is the mode right there. Classic. But, um, mm-hmm. Classic. but yeah, I mean, like I said, just came with to get my hands on it. You know, hopefully, you know, Denzel mentioned earlier, uh, Games Commons coming soon. Maybe they'll throw a release date there. Hope so, man. I I'm still pretty confident they'll they'll have another flight. I I feel like, I feel like that I'm was sure too to... short, man. It was too short. Like I'm honestly, I was kind of expecting them to extend it today, but you know, whatever. Especially <laughs> since they had issues like the first day, you would be like, "Yeah, maybe you know we'll give you an extra day or whatever." But maybe it'll come back next weekend. Who knows? I'm I'm hoping so. But um, but yeah, it, you mentioned that that moment from the trailer, and I didn't purposely do this, and uh, it just kind of worked out this way. But I did have a moment where a teammate was throwing like a grenade to try to kill a bot, and I happened to be running by, and it it was actually one of the wall weapons. I didn't know that it could do this, but the like. Not the BR, but it was the DMR. It came flying off the the wall, and I was like, "Oh shit, okay." <laughs> Yoink! <laughs> I was like, okay. this, is, "This is cool." I didn't I didn't like catch it or anything. It wasn't as cool, but it definitely hit the ground in front of me, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Yoink!" And I just kind of went to town on that. Uh, the DMR, I will say, in my opinion, is better than it's been in the past because I guess is it really a DMR though? Because it was kind of automatic. I don't know. Whatever the D- DMR Jason is in the, this game, like it feels very, very good. Man, I cannot wait for y'all to play this, man. I cannot mm-hmm. wait. Chris, you in particular, I cannot wait for you to be diving in the, um, what's it called? The training ground stuff. Like they had the weapon drills where you can like kind of like test your accuracy and shooting, um, basically a shooting range, right? Like I was mm-hmm. in there with the BR consistently. I know, Manny, you were talking about Destin's video. I saw that Destin was out there with a sniper rifle and I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't do the same thing with the sniper to kind of test my accuracy. But the mm-hmm. BR man, it felt really nice when it was like, all right, like, like kind of just snap to this guy, snap to that guy. And like, again, because I had the 120 Hertz monitor and I'm like getting used to the, like the fluidity of that. It was just, it was so cool, bro. Um, so yeah, Chris, I don't know if you got a chance to to see at least the, the weapon drill stuff and, you know, the, the shooting range stuff, if that's something that interests you at all. I didn't. I didn't see any of the shooting range stuff. I saw most, mostly just like multiplayer gameplay and things like that. Mm. Um, I'm definitely interested in the shooting range because I don't know if y'all remember way back. I had said that uh, 
division two, they had their little fire in the range thing that kind of lets you know your DPS and you can practice weapons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of FPSs lack that. So if this is in this game, I'm here for it. Any training grounds in FPS, I think, should be a thing. I don't know why games don't do this more often. I don't know. Because, like, I remember me when I was younger and I didn't like these games as much. And oftentimes it was because, hey, I would, I would jump in these lobbies and get wrecked. Just wrecked. But on top of it, I didn't really have a real way to kind of, like, get better without just going through a bunch of pain in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, I just wish something like that was there. It would at least gave me more of, all right, well, I ain't ready for this yet. But I'm going to go in here for a little bit, get at least a couple things under my belt, and tiptoe my way into the actual thing. And I think that's just a a more casual, friendly approach to getting somebody to maybe someday become hardcore. But you just throwing people in. That, you know, that's how you end up with uh, situations like, remember, Kenny didn't want to play Crucibles for forever. Mm-hmm. But he played it recently with us, but, like, he did not want to go in there. And I get it. Because, again, I was the same way. I, yeah. I, I was Crucible? Nah, I ain't doing that shit, man. All I do is die. I just die. What's the point? Um, so, yeah, training grounds, I'm here for. Uh, in terms of the gameplay stuff that I've seen, it looks fire. I'm not going to hold you. It looks very, uh, looks very fluid. The the craziest thing I will say though is that a lot of people are people were already excited, but they're really excited now. Like it's mm-hmm. like the excitement went from like zero to one hundred out of nowhere. And you know, like you're saying, because you're you guys are veteran Halo players, so you guys would know better than I would. But these dudes are writing. I ain't felt this good about a Halo game since ever. Oh, this is this. The movement feels great. The gunplay feels great. I think the biggest complaint I think I heard was that somebody said the colors were more muted in this game as opposed to some of the earlier Halos. Yeah. Um, if that's the biggest complaint somebody can come up with after like a beta session, it's pretty damn good, man. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to dip my toes in. I can't wait to see what it's like. Um, they definitely didn't even show too much of like customization or anything like that. So I can't wait to see how it's gonna be when people are running around going crazy. Um another thing is that Bazaar map, didn't expect to see a map like that in Halo. It looks so not sci-fi shooter to me. So I didn't expect to see that in the game. But it looks cool to have in the game. I was actually very excited to see that. Shit. Right now they got these places with little, you know, stone buildings and the Dirt roads and all this stuff. What planet is this? Is this Earth? Mm-hmm. What is this supposed to be? Probably, uh-huh. probably was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, th- I think Halo always manages to straddle this line of like sci-fi shooter that's still gritty enough to be based in reality. And I do mm-hmm. think that they seem to be making a very conscious effort of doing that this time around because of the like you mentioned the muted colors and whatnot. I think that's a very conscious effort to do so. Like you know, yeah. you're on this particular Halo ring. They're trying to make it look more like Earth. Obviously, <clears throat> it's not all like gray and red and all that stuff like in like Gears of War, you know, or at least earlier iterations of Gears of War. Like they definitely added some color and some blush to it, but it isn't as vibrant and like I don't know, like bright, I guess you can say, as it's been in the past. Like they definitely try to make it a little bit more muted, more realistic. Uh, more grounded in reality so yeah maybe, maybe to combat the the halo or sorry the call of duties of the world and whatnot but um but yeah no I, i'm glad you mentioned a couple couple different points i'm mad at myself because i didn't get a chance to dive into the customization stuff 
so they they had like the the beta for the halo channel app and the app you were Mm. supposed to be able to like do all the different customization things i didn't touch any of that Uh, uh kind of mad at myself on that but i just i just really wanted to play like the gameplay loop in the game just felt good even playing against bots which i'm typically not a huge fan of but it just it felt like a lot of fun man i I was i was out here just destroying those bots bro they they fucking hated me even the spartan ones it was they it was fun to they they provided more of a challenge so it got better over time but man yeah it was just it was really good i cannot wait to play with like you guys in particular you know just diving in and being competitive and all that stuff um you know i I kind of alluded to it too like the the thing that i i'm particularly the most excited about is like the bigger maps and uh kind of like specifically the grapple shot like interacting with vehicles and all those different things now one of the things that it makes me think about is um there was there were a couple leaks that happened over the course of this technical test right apparently like some of the story bits got leaked and you know some people were having a little too much fun um exposing those leaks online you know how Mm -hmm. that goes people like to spoil things Mm -hmm. So, you know, watch out. I don't know how true most of that stuff necessarily is because, again, it was just a technical test and we don't know how far along the campaign is if it's finished or... I'm assuming the story at least has to be finished. But one of the most interesting things I've heard of in that technical test um, leak, I guess you could say, is uh, there was an audio log that leaked that said, like, had the Halo announcer saying Battle Royale. And... Yeah, I... I want that big time, especially after playing the technical test, seeing how things worked out. I can definitely see a world where like this battle Royale thing really pops off for Halo. I'm assuming it won't come at launch um, and maybe it won't come at all. Maybe that's just a file that's sitting in there for whenever they decide to actually go ahead. And if they decide to go ahead and do the battle Royale, maybe it's a file that was sitting in there from, a test build or whatever, and maybe it's, it'll never come along. But that is something I definitely want to talk about with you guys. What do you guys think about, you know, this? I know we've kind of alluded to it before, but the, the Halo Battle Royale, like it, Manny, you've, you've been on record saying that you think Battle Royale is dying out. So I definitely want to start with you on this. one. What do you think about a Halo Battle Royale? I mean, it'll be interesting. I'll still play it, of course, because, you know, I love Halo. <laughs> I just, you know, Hope it wouldn't be one of those things where it's like, all right, here's the battle royale mode, and then you lose the core of the game. That you know, like Call of Duty, for example, where they're just basically giving up on the arena aspect of the game and more focusing on battle royales. So, you know, like, like I said, I wouldn't be opposed to it as long as it's done correctly, and as long as you don't forget, like, you know, like I was saying, the core elements of the game that you know us Halo fans love. And you know, I'm pretty much sure. If they make a better role, it's gonna be good. You know, it's it's Halo, man. They can never <laughs> fail. <laughs> I mean, they could. They, I mean, I would argue they've been failing for a little. No, fail is maybe too strong of a word, but they could not be as strong <laughs> at it. As Don't they holding them back? Oh, yeah, actually, never mind. Because <laughs> the multiplayer is free. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Chris, you know, what's your take on the battle royale thing, bro? Um. I don't think they're dying out because, like, the numbers don't say that. You know, I mean, I know how you feel, though, Manny, because I kind of felt like that at one point where it was like battle royale, everything. This is getting annoying or whatever. But I don't think they're dying out, though. I think they still got at least a few years left in them. Um, and as far as Halo goes, 
I, I'm excited about it if it does happen, and I think it could be cool. I guess the thing that I don't know so much about is I haven't been immersed in that environment so much where I could say, okay, I could see how this works. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for example, the only reason why way back I was like, oh, it'd be cool if Destiny did one is because I know how their building structure and all that kind of stuff works, so I could see them doing it. I don't know much about how it works in Halo, so I, I can't really say 100% if it would work. Mm. It, it probably would work. I just don't know what it looks like, but it probably would work. Well, um, let's catch up. The main reason why, because because I I've I've thought about the Destiny one too. The main reason why I could see the the Halo one working and the Destiny one not working is purely just because of the structure of Halo. In addition to the fact that they have vehicles, the vehicles avenue I think places a whole different thing on like battle royale right like you, you got a pelican you could be riding around a mongoose warthog ghost like there are so many different vehicles in halo that that could change the the dynamic of of any particular engagement and then when you factor in the abilities like the uh the grapple shot that i was talking about that that's a whole different element too right imagine somebody shooting on shooting down on you like let's let's say you guys are we're all playing together, right? Let's say you, you guys are pinned down in a particular location because somebody's in the Pelican, like, shooting, 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 whatever. And you guys are like, oh, like, and I'm over, like, looting God knows where. And I, like, rush over and I, like, I'm, let's say I'm on top of a building or something. I jump off the building, pop my grapple shot, like, take over the Pelican from the guy, kill the guy f- who was in it, swoop down, pick you guys up, and, like, we should get to the circle, you know, like those like crazy ass action moments. I can see that type of stuff happening in Halo. And also just the fact that if you strip down the way Halo is set up, right? Like the the arena shooter model of Halo is that there are no loadouts in Halo. In this yeah. this Halo, I should say. You load in with an assault rifle and a pistol. That's how that is like OG Halo, that's how it's set up. And then you run around the map to get like battle rifle or DMR or sniper or like other power weapons. So, like, you already kind of have the looting mentality there, right? So, let's say in this Battle Royale mode, now all you do is you strip away the, the assault rifle and all you have is the pistol, right? We've already talked about how the pistol is a formidable weapon this time around. So, you could be running around with a pistol, like, right as the game begins and you drop in. But, obviously, you're going to be running around to try to find an assault rifle or a BR or, you know, all those different things. I can see that being set up in a way that I could not see with destiny right like destiny's there's no focus on going and picking up weapons in the world you have your loadout and that's really what you use when you kill somebody like it the structure of it just isn't there and that's why i don't know if i could ever see that happening with destiny but i could definitely see it happen with halo i and and i again will echo your point though the one portion that i could see it happening with destiny for is the the map structure and the way the building buildings are set up like imagine taking um what's what's that world is it is it old Chicago? Is that what it's called? Uh, from D one, yeah, it's old Chicago. Imagine or EDZ, EDZ, yeah. or yeah, like imagine taking that and making it into a battle royale map. I could see that happening in Destiny. I just don't think the mechanics of Destiny would work for a battle royale. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely complicated. As I always said, like if they were to do that, they literally would have to strip away your light and everything, and then make people find it afterwards. You right. know, you can't just you can't start the game with that shit. So. Yeah, it definitely be harder, but then at the same time with Halo, would it be essentially an easier version? Not easier, but a simpler version of a battle royale because it feels like Halo doesn't have all the same like 
nooks and crannies that's like say a, a cod does for warzone where cod has perks and you know the loadouts like you mentioned and, and all that other kind of stuff would this be more of i land i loot for my weapons and then i just kill whoever's in front of me like a very simple goal based type of thing i mean yeah it sounds like it would be that simple the only other wrinkle in it would be the abilities right so there there are like different pieces of equipment that you pick up on the map so you have like the that shield you can throw down or the grapple shot or um active camo or over shield like i suppose uh almost said it again bungie but 343 <laughs> i suppose they could you know continue working on different abilities or uh pieces of equipment that we haven't seen yet and that's the thing that could add that extra wrinkle because yeah like you, like you said there's there's no perks there's no there's none of that stuff in particular and obviously you know when you also look at other battle royals like apex legends the each operator has their own ability mm-hmm. and on top of that there are different pieces that you'd be picking up for the guns and that stuff just doesn't exist in halo so again you know this is just speculatory right like this was just a blurb that was in um you know the 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 source code of the game that people found and it could be something that they had because they were testing it out this could be nothing it could be something i kind of hope it's something even if it is a bare bones version of battle royale because like you know that is one thing i said i remember saying to you in the past manny when you mentioned that battle royale is going to die off i think it's really just going to get fused it's just going to be another mode i think that's the way it should be it shouldn't be the focal point of your game i mean if you it's unsustainable for it to just be the focal point of your game, right? Like you look at Warzone, Warzone exists, but obviously, you know, Call of Duty still has its other arena shooter stuff that, you know, even though it doesn't look like it right now, is still going to be a focus down the road. Like they're not killing that off altogether. Um, and then you look at Apex Legends, right? Apex is, is was a battle royale first, but now we see that they're really getting into the arena shooter stuff. So I think when you look at battle royale, it's just going to be another mode within most games. So I can see mm-hmm. it being that way in Halo. Um, but yeah, before, you know, before we close out or anything like that, like I had mentioned before, kind of one of the most anticipated things for me is is interacting with the vehicles and all that stuff. Um, from what you guys have seen this week, and even, you know, some of the things that we've seen in the past, I just want to go between the both of you here. What's the most anticipated thing you guys want to do in Halo multiplayer? So Manny, I'll start with you. Well, I'm, I'm excited for the simple fact that it will be cross-play so that, you know, I'll be playing keyboard and mouse, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, I know it'll be a little different experience because, you know, obviously the Halo experience is usually, you know, you pick up a controller, you play Halo, and you're good. Um, I'm, you know, it's just a, interested in trying it out on keyboard and mouse, see how that feels, especially since I'm new to the keyboard and mouse scene uh, with the PC and everything like that. So I would say, yeah, you know, pick up a keyboard and mouse. And, of course, I'm going to be throwing in plasma nades to get my pot weapons. <laughs> have you have you considered trying keyboard and mouse on xbox because the game does support it and like other games do too i mean i will eventually but the only thing is i gotta get like a splitter in order to like you know i'm just lazy okay. yeah okay. all right well chris what about you man what's the thing you're most excited um, to do in halo uh before i even answer that i have a question are the vehicles destructible like can you like all right, so if you're flying something, you could can you jump out of it like you can do the heli in, in Warzone and crash it into somebody type thing? You can? I don't... Yeah, yeah. It it hurts you, right? Yeah. Like, because, yeah, like a Warhog, if you jump out of the Warhog and let it hit somebody, they die. So I would assume... Oh, all right, that's it. That's it right there. <laughs> <laughs> 
I want to jump out and kill somebody with my vehicle while I'm not in it any longer. That is what I want to do. Um, okay. I don't think you can do anything wild like throw a grenade in the vehicle while still moving or anything like that. You could. Really? So you could throw a grenade and it'll stay on the vehicle while it's in motion? Well, pop grenades, yeah, they stick on things, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't seen how the grappling hook works too much, but imagine you just like... A pelican just flying, and you just grapple, and you just flying on the map. This dude, I was reading a comment. He said that actually he was given a a compliment to the AI in the game because I how you first said it, they were very stupid in the beginning and they didn't really give you much of a fight. And then you know as time passed, they got a little more difficult. He said he had a situation where he's fighting an AI near an edge, and the AI somehow manages to fall off the edge, and he thinks the gunfight's over, and the AI literally uses the shot. Boom. Catches on the edge, pulls himself back up, and starts shooting at him again. And I'm like, damn, that's some good ass AI right here. The AI <laughs> saved its own life. That's uh, that's wild. So fucking cool, man. God, it's wild. That's wild. Yeah. And I feel like the bot stuff goes like such a long way for accessibility too. Like you know, like like basically what you mentioned before about the training ground stuff, right? Like, not a lot of people necessarily want to dive into PvP because they get a little scared away by it. You know, you mentioned Kenny, you mentioned yourself with the Destiny. You know, I, I had a, a an interesting interaction with a Comcast guy at my house, and uh, he, he was just talking a lot about this game called Warframe. And as I was talking about Warframe, he, uh, bro, he was talking my ear off about Warframe, by the way. Like, nice guy and everything, but man, he was talking my ear off about Warframe. Anyways. I asked him about the PvP stuff because I was just curious, you know, because I talked to him about Destiny, how I play PvP, and he's like, oh, I, I don't go there. They they would just destroy me. I'm like, yeah, man, I hear a lot of people say that stuff, you know? A lot of people talk like that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, more games definitely need to, to you know, get, get the bot stuff going, get the training ground stuff going, and make it a little bit more accessible for people because then they get used to it. They might actually want to dive into PvP and, uh, you know, obviously PvP has its advantages. You know, with a game like Warframe, he, he mentioned certain things in there that he would get in PvP that he couldn't get in PvE, but he doesn't want to dive into it, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's just one of those things where, yeah, it, it would help. It would definitely go a long, 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 long way, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, shout out, to, uh, shout out to Microsoft and 343 for, for recognizing that type of stuff because it definitely, like, like Chris said, goes a, goes a long, long way. Um, but, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to cut it off here. Um, you know, we talked a lot about a lot of different things this this week, um, Manny. Before we go, where can the people find you, my bro? You already know. <laughs> no, that's what you guys. That's what you guys. Um, catch me at Twitch, Twitch.tv slash GoodmasterFlex, Instagram and Twitter, GoodmasterFlex underscore TTV, as well as the Tiki Talk and No Context Gaming. You already know how we do, baby. Hey, all right. Chris, what about you, bro? Let's keep find you out. Uh, you know, I'm everywhere at M A Y two five T H X X. Shit, I made it go blurry for a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I'm on everything, including Gmail. But don't pen pal me because I don't be on that wax shit no more. So you know, whatever. It's whack now. Oh, that was whack. All right, yeah, it's cool. Um, but yeah, guys, Ooh. you guys <laughs> find me. At uh, twitch.tv slash black ice eight. Um, I've been heavy on Twitter lately too. Uh, you know, again, at black ice eight. Uh, you can also find me on Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, all the usual stuff. Um, only difference with uh, Instagram and TikTok is going to be at 
black eyes eight underscore gaming so make sure to check me out there um also for those of you who are listening to the podcast you know just to make you aware we also have a video version of it up on youtube so definitely make sure to check us out make sure to like make sure to subscribe it definitely helps us out um but yeah thank you guys again for watching we'll talk to you guys next week peace peace